greatest no-hitter in postseason history. He was tormented. His body was dependent on these medications just to function. ADD, depression, anxiety, paranoia, where he had a lot of demons that he was trying to work on all at the same time. What do you think he got out of flying? Freedom. One of my last texts were, be careful with that thing. 911, what's the address of your emergency? A plane just now crashed up here in a place called Sand Bay. It's Ryan and Jay. That is a clip from the trailer for Imperfect, which airs tonight on TSN. Uh, ESPN is the uh, provider of this. They've come up with a new documentary, Imperfect, the Roy Halladay story. It sheds fresh light on the Roy Halladay that we didn't know, the pain, the drugs, the darkness. We're joined by Mike Farrell, who is the uh, co-producer of Imperfect and producer for ESPN. Uh, if you've been watching any of the ESPN documentaries, they've been phenomenal. Uh, I was telling you earlier, Jay, uh, the Lance Armstrong one was on just the other night, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for part two of that. I know they've got another one coming up about McGuire and Sosa. And that home, those home run years. They've got another one about Bruce Lee, and this one, uh, Roy Holiday, of course, uh, a Toronto legend when it comes to to the world of baseball. Mike, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Let's start off with the conversation about Roy Holiday and getting involved in a documentary like this. So, why did you decide to get involved with the project? It was around the uh, the Hall of Fame induction last summer when Roy was posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame, and, and in a lead up to that induction ceremony, uh, some of my colleagues at ESPN and I just began talking about how no one had kind of really done a definitive look at, at Halliday and his life, both the success on the field and, and some of the, the, at that time, little known struggles that he had off of it. Off, you know, obviously when he crashed his plane on November 7, 2017, the, the subsequent toxicology report raised some, some questions. Um, that were kind of hanging and unanswered. And so as he was inducted into Hall of Fame, um, we were just talking about how maybe there's something here to do uh, if his family would obviously be on board with it. And then when his wife, Brandy, got up and spoke at the Hall of Fame induction, she, uh, at the end of her speech, she said, Roy would want everyone to know that people are not perfect. We are all imperfect and flawed in one way or another, but imperfect people can still have perfect moments. And as soon as I heard those words, I felt like there has to be a story there. Just she, she cracked the door open just enough that it gave us a reason to, to contact her and have a meeting with her. And uh, it, it went from there. Um, but the, the impetus was certainly the Hall of Fame and the speech that Brandy Halliday gave. So what were the, the struggles that Roy had off the field specifically that you'll delve into tonight? He was, uh, according to his wife um, and uh, many people who knew him best, he was, he was terrified of failing. He had a lot of anxiety um, about failing, letting people down, being concerned about what people thought about him, uh, you know, striving for perfection, and just never being satisfied and never thinking it was good enough. And, you know, that quest to try to be perfect is something that I think we, we glorify in the world of sports sometimes, but, but it does come with a cost. And, and for Roar, I think it was that mental anguish of just never feeling like he was good enough, even though he was reaching unbelievable heights of his profession. Um, you know, we talk about other mental illness uh, aspects that he had dealt with, including depression, 
uh, attention deficit disorder. And after a back injury uh, in 2011, he started using painkillers to continue to pitch. He felt so much of an obligation to the Philadelphia Phillies, who he was playing for at the time, and the fans Mm -hmm. in the organization, that he began taking painkillers so he could still go out and perform. And like so many millions of people in North America, uh, they got a hold of him, and he became addicted to that. And so we, we delve into his addiction, um, and you know the steps that he was taking to try to rectify that situation, and the subsequent shame and, and stigma that I, that he felt, and like so many other people feel around that. And so part of the hope with the story is that you know by showing someone like Roy Halladay, who we think of this inflappable, invincible, godlike athlete, if he can struggle with these issues, uh, it's it's okay for anybody to do it. And that's really what I hope the takeaway is for people that watch it is that. It's okay to struggle, and it's it's okay to be imperfect at the end of the day. And such a great point, too, Ryan, and you're such a, a massive sports guy. We watch these mm-hmm. people on television. We watch a guy like Roy on the mound, and they think to yourself, calm, cool, collected, confident, and we just never really know what's going on underneath the surface. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because that you know it brings me right to my next question. You've got a guy who's got two Cy Young awards, eight All Star appearances, sixty seven complete games. I mean, by anybody's stretch, that that is those are phenomenal numbers. The idea that an athlete like that has flaws, you know, I'm I'm glad you do this because it does it does point out that these people are human after all. And I think that if you're a fan, if you're somebody who watches sports, or even just a, a casual viewer of sports. Uh, you you often need to be corrected and, and know that about your athletes in a sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where it's just like you need to kind of know that not every not, that nobody's perfect, really. That we have situations where what we see on the screen is is only part of the story. Yeah, and I think that's really what we're trying to get across with this. You know, we've been very sensitive in the production of this project, not for it to come across as digging up dirt on Roy after he has passed away. Um, It's not about airing dirty laundry or dragging up the past. It really is is vulnerability with a purpose. And, and, you know, in our initial conversations with his wife, Brandy, that's what we said to her is that we, we do think that there is value in showing the human side of Roy and all of the things that he struggled with. Because as you guys mentioned, it, it just does show that at a very human level, we are all the same, and we all struggle in different ways. And if if showing the world that Roy Halladay struggled with these things helps maybe someone else be a little bit more comfortable with the things that they're struggling with and to not be ashamed of it in any way, shape, or form, whether it's addiction or mental health issues, then I think that's what our goal is with, with telling a story like this. We're speaking with Mike Farrell. He's the co-producer of Imperfect. It's a story about pitcher Roy Halladay. Of course, Blue Jays fans know him. He played, of course, with the Philadelphia Phillies as well. And it, it talks about some of the things that are uncomfortable to talk about. It's tonight on, on TSN uh, here in Toronto and, and across the country. Uh, how hard is it to talk to somebody's widow about these issues? I mean, that must be a very difficult thing to do. I mean, it's great that you have her involved, and I assume you probably wouldn't do the project without her blessing or her involvement in it. But how hard is it to have that conversation on camera about some of the the flaws her husband had it was very difficult um you know the interview that we did with roy's widow ran i believe the exact time was about five hours and 52 minutes Uh, so it was upwards of six hours of of recorded tape which is the longest interview that i've ever been a part of in, in my career doing television stories um 
You know, we we had a, a meeting with her in person. Uh, so myself and uh, the reporter on the story, John Barr, we flew down to Tampa and met with her in person before we interviewed her, uh, several months before we interviewed with her. And we had a very in-depth meeting, cards on the table type of, of meeting that lasted upwards of five hours in which we presented to her exactly what we wanted to talk about, the ground we wanted to cover, um, and we were very upfront about it. And so that made us feel a lot more comfortable going into the interview because Brandy knew what to expect. We knew what to expect. Um, certainly, we didn't know what answers she was going to give, but we were all in there on the same page, knowing the ground that was going to be covered. And so there wasn't any sort of gotcha moments or surprises that we threw at her. And she was so graceful, I found, in the way that she answered questions, especially the more difficult questions. For example, you know, we asked her at one point, uh, the morning of November 7th, which was the morning of Roy's crash, did you get any sense that he was impaired? And she responded, no, and thank you for asking me that. That's a difficult question, but I appreciate you asking me. No, I did not see any signs he was impaired. And so she was as graceful as you could be in, in handling the questions that were difficult. It was emotional. It was, you know, mentally and emotionally exhausting for, I'm sure, for her and for us. But I think I got a real sense at the end of it all that she felt relieved to finally be able to kind of share her truth and Roy's truth and the family's truth with the purpose of it helping others and, and, and it being intended for good. Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us tonight. We're looking forward to this conversation and the story tonight uh, airing on TSN at 7 o'clock. And thank you, all, all your colleagues at ESPN. I know during this pandemic, uh, for sports fans, it's been uh, a real delight to watch a lot of the stories from The Last Dance uh, to the, the Lance Armstrong documentary to the one tonight. Uh, you know, you've been keeping a lot of sports fans entertained and informed and really captivated. So thank you to all your colleagues as well. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. That's Mike Farrell, co-producer Thanks, Mike. of Imperfect, which is the Roy Halliday story. It's going to be some interesting conversations around that tonight, to be sure. And, of course, he mm -hmm. pitched here in Toronto for years and uh, gained legendary status uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, it, it, this feels like one of those docs, and we ran out of time, that to keep it to an hour must have been tough. I can, I can sense a, a bonus you know, being added to Crave probably sometime in the near future. 